This man's got about five Ferraris. Our first guest to preview Sandown on the hillside track for a Group 1 meeting. He, he would have jumped out of bed um, with a spring in his step. From foxcatcherintel.com, Jules Valance, good morning to you. G'day, boys. Yeah, no, I've got uh, six, I think, Ferraris, all in that matchbox variety. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're flying, mate. Um, there's only one Jules Valance. And I'll tell you what, Sandown today, what a meeting. I can't wait. The prelude's always entertaining. You've got that Rubiton. I'm excited to see what Uncommon James can do. And the all stakes, where you've got Tuvalu with the blinkers on, you've got Thunderstruck back at the races. Can Jackano win a big group one in the open class? Gentleman Roy, he's knocking on the door of elevating himself up to some of the best gallopers in the land. Um, it's a fascinating day at Sandown. It sure is, Gaz. I mean, there's some races you're sort of keen to bet on, but then there's some races that you can just watch, and I don't think you need to have an interest so much from a wagering perspective because you're going to learn so much, and I think the Rulaton's a perfect example of that. I'm a massive fan of Uncommon James, just what he can do, but, mm. you know, is this just going to be a run to bring it right on for a race like the Oakley Plate where, you know, he comes out and wins easily, he probably gets another two and a half, three kilos in a race like that. So... It's a tricky day. The prelude's always, for me, that's tricky in itself because these babies don't need to win today. They need to win in three weeks' time. So um, it's going to be really interesting, but I'm looking forward to it. And I think the track's going to play beautifully because we've had perfect conditions. We're on a good four. And only the seven mils of irrigation last night, which I love. I think we get the upgrade probably after we see the circle races and probably one of those shoot races. I reckon around after race three, the stewards will, will probably flick the switch there. And, and um, I think they'll run fast times. And I think luck in running, uh, you get it, the best horse will win. And Jules, before we uh, dive into uh, your best bets and where we're going today, maybe just a bit of education for the punters there, the 1,100-metre start. Um, wh- where are we starting from and uh, what does it look like in the straight? Yeah, really important for the punters out there. So actually going to be racing out of the shoot races, uh, out of the shoot. So um, don't be worried about wide gates. Usually I think, you know, you go around the circle sometimes. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of gates in terms of being worried about the wide gates anyway as a general rule. But uh, punters have got to understand it'll be out of the shoot so they get a little bit of a, a run in and then it's just a one turn. Um, and we're 80 metres past the original or the normal winning post. So don't uh, go the early crow at the 100 because um, you've still got another 80 after that post. So um, that's the four races for your 1,100 metres. So the two preludes, the Rubiton, and, and I think the Kevin Hayes as well, boys. So, yeah, that's important for the punters. So I suppose the lesson out of it is don't be um, turned off by wide gates. It, it will, will not be as much of an issue, I think. What about the markets today, Jules? I've been fascinating, especially on a Saturday morning and on a Wednesday morning, about some of the bigger players playing earlier on, just after scratchings at 7.30. Usually with the minimum bet laws, it was after 9 o'clock when they would just step in. Um, But these days they're doing it at 7.30. Have you found that as well, or am I dreaming a little bit? No, you're not dreaming at all. And and, and some of the big players that play with us at Foxcatcher are actually even doing it on the Friday. Um, and they and okay. they're sort of wanting to play even early doors there, just because the NBLs in Melbourne is, is as long as, as soon as you go up, you, you bet them to, to to that max. So there's probably enough joints that they can get on, so they're happy to probably play um, even earlier. So yeah, it's changed a lot, probably even in the last 18 months of of how these bigger guys do play. But 
you know, you're still going to get a lot of the action in that last 15, 10 minutes, and, and particularly yeah. in that last five minutes when the liquidity in, in the exchange um, explodes. But, yeah, there's still been plenty of action. Um, there's a bit happening, and it's a little bit happens, and you go, okay, that, that, that's interesting. And then, you know, it's, it, but today I find it's, it's extremely hard um, in terms of seeing what these bigger guys are going to do. I think they're keeping their cards pretty close to their chest. Yeah, okay. At the moment, but I will say, Charm Stone's the one that's really tightened up in that prelude and, um, for the Phillies, and understandably so. So she seems to be the one where they're spitting out the Dasonic Boom form line. They're not happy with it, but they're happy with Charm Stone um, in particular. If you're looking for one that's really been backed um, and you think it's going to hold its price throughout the day, it's probably the one that I would I would suggest, guys. On getting up yesterday, Mick Price was you could you could listen to Mick Price talk racing and analyse racing and talk about his horses and the way that he's prepared them and how he thinks they are going to go on a, ahead of a big day like today at Sandown. You could listen to him all day, and this is what he had to say about his exciting filly Charm Stone yesterday on Giddy Up. Can win. So yes. you make your own mind up about the price. But yeah. the thing I'll say about that race, it's like a 1,000-metre race. If you look at the way those two-year-olds are going to jump and run, sand down, down the chute, it's a busy race. Uh, and she's a big, long-striding filly, and she needs a bit of room. I was ha- very happy with Barrier 7. It's not the squeeze box, and it's not way outside where you get jockey decisions and messing things up. So I reckon she's um, going to be in the right spot. He's a brilliant rider, and... Uh, if she has clean, clear running towards the end, mm-hmm. um, she'll be picking them up. So can you take 230 about her now, Jules? What I've just about, it's what I just about marked her, to be honest. So that's when, when originally she was at 280, 290, I was happy to have a bet because I've marked her around that 240, 245, and a couple have come out that I had a little bit shorter than the market. So that pushed my price into around what it is now. So, yeah, I'd be still happy to take that price Charm Stone, and that's what we talk about now. Don't worry about the early prices because the punters can't get that now. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm still thinking she's a bet. I, I think she brings the right form line for a, a race like this. And, and I think the only danger is Cigar Flick. But um, the issue for Cigar Flick is, OK, the grand final is in three weeks. They've drawn a really wide gate. And as I've said, there's, there's no real issue with wide gates. But... I just think they might be conservative knowing grand final in three weeks. Let's not bust this horse out of the gate and, in essence, bust her before we get to her grand final. So that's why I think Sagarflik's the only danger, but I'm just slightly um, pulling back on her a little bit because I think they just might be a little bit conservative with her and I think Charmstone might get the right run. So Charmstone, clearly the best back galloper at Sandown this afternoon. What races do you want to play in, Jules? Yeah, I found this whole day really tricky, but I was keen to play into race five, which I think a lot of people is, uh, would suggest is a race they don't want to play in. But I'm just... Now, she might not be the best filly or, uh, in this race, and I accept that, but you don't have to be the best horse in the race to win a certain race because of the way it sets up. And if you look at race five, you've got 10 of the horses are first up, and I just think those horses might be better horses than she dances. But on this occasion, she is just in rare air. She's won her last three, which has been well documented. And yes, she might have had all the favours on the way the track was racing at Mooney Valley. But I just think, again, fast deck. She'll sit wide, no real issue there. Um, She'll be on speed. And I just think her fitness might be the difference compared to a few of these others that might have the class edge, but they just might be chasing from the 500, 600. And when you're first up chasing 
out of your comfort zone, you can knock up in that last 100 metres. So that's what I'm banking on. I'm, I'm really keen to back She Dances each way. I think it's still a really good price. Um, I think she'll be just too fit for them. Let's play a grab from Matty Hoisted, having a chat about Uncommon James, who goes around, of course, in the Rubiton, first up from a bit of a break this afternoon. Yeah, super, mate. He's, uh, he settled back into the, the Melbourne routine really well. Uh, Flemington have been fantastic for us. We're, we're back in the exact same boxes that we were when we were down here in the spring, so it's been a, been a pretty easy transition for, for the three boys that we've got down here at the moment. And, uh, yeah, look, couldn't be, couldn't be happier with him heading into, heading into Saturday. So you got a race where you got Semi on that is first up from a break, but at a big price. But Mail is it's come back pretty well. Lofty Strike won a prelude this time last year in a Blue Diamond. Triple Missile gets back, needs luck. You can have him every day of the week. Um, Chain of Lightning's exciting, I think. Jules Kemmel passed it, didn't perform. I didn't think that well first up in Adelaide, and this is tougher. Generation, um, I think, teases a little bit. The horse that I think that you can back with a little bit of confidence and having a chat to Kiramar yesterday, he was a little bit bullish about the chances of Marine uh, Marine one. Um, are we on the are we on the right track there, Jules? In your eyes, it's a tricky one, that. I mean, Marine one won this race last year. Let's not forget, but on the minimum, and now drove yep. goes to fifty nine kilos. Now I know weight's not everything, but I think it can um, have some impact. Not so much over the sprint distances, but. Um, it's, I find this, down this race the race that I want to watch but I don't want to invest in. And the reason is, I think, we don't know... They don't really necessarily need to win today. But what they do, they, they're looking for Group 1 horses, especially a Group 1 race, and especially Uncommon James. I mean, sets up so well, you'd think, for an Oakley plate. Um, I've got this horse as a clear Group 1 horse. It's just when he gets there. Now, he's off 182 days. He's coming off an injury. Do they just find a backside and then blend into the race in the last 200 metres and if he's good enough to win that's great that's a bit of cream but you know we're not out there to bust I mean this horse has got great gate speed if you watch that race last start at Caulfield it jumped as good as anything and then they just decided to snag back at probably one or pair one two pairs back than they needed to it'll be really interesting to see what Damien does from the gates whether he jumps and pings because if he sits in the one one they won't know which way he goes. That's how good of a horse he is. Okay. But if they just decide to be conservative from the gate and then have to find a little bit of luck, then that might get him beat. I mean, Chain of Lightning started favourite in a Golden Eagle. Let's not forget that. So yeah. he's got plenty of ability as well. I just found this race really tricky. It's a race for the punters out there. You are going to learn so much about these horses. Some of them you'll go, OK, you're not up to Group 1 level. You'll have to drop back a peg. And some you'll go, I cannot wait to back you in an Oakley plate. What about the all stakes? Thunderstruck's around 480, but he goes back from the gate. Can he give them a start and win first up? Bright side around that $10 quote. Tuvalu blinkers go on $6. Western Empire 40 to 1. Gentleman Roy at 650. Nugget is his toughest test, but many say he's up to it at what, 850. And Jackano down the bottom there at 340. Um, Mickey Gannon, do you have an opinion here in the all stakes? Very interesting race, isn't it, Jan? So you've got some wait-for-age gallopers here, and then you've got some horses that are yet to be proven there. And I think Nugget's very much a um, Group 1 horse in the waiting, but, gee, you really want to really see what it produces today. I'm very, very keen to just wait and watch and very interested to hear what Jules thinks in regards to um, anything outside of Mr. Brightside and I'm a, I'm a Thunderstruck.
Yeah, it's a it's a ripping race, and there's been a bit of action too from a market perspective. I will say, so we look at it and we go, "Geez, this is Nuggets' big test." A couple of the big guys that bet with us, they're keen to back Nuggets, so he's the one that might tighten up throughout the day. So they might think he might end up in a one-one or some kind of that kind of position, and might be good enough with a bit of residual fitness compared to a few of these others. Um, We've been top price at Foxcatcher all throughout betting since Wednesday on I'm Thunderstruck, and, and the punters have been keen to back him, but I'm still going to hang him out there around that $485, which is top of the pops. Um, he can win this race. There's no doubting that. It's just on this fast deck, is he going to be able to give good horses like Jack and O and maybe even like Tuvalu full length at the straight and pick them up? Now, if he does... He's just about got to run to his absolute peak. Do you think he's going to run to his peak first up? Me, I don't think so. But he can win it, no doubt, if he gets the right luck. And um, it's a ripping race. I think the map's so important. Uh, Tuvalu's got the blinkers first time, so is the intent there that they're going to try and hold the lead. But my gut feel is Gentleman Roy's only got one hope, and he has to hold out Tuvalu. There's call sign Mav from gate seven or eight roll across and sit outside leader and that means Tuvalu gets leaders back and then it becomes really tricky. I mean Jack and O probably gets three back rail, needs some luck at some stage from that gate but will have the march on I'm Thunderstruck but if he gets held up, I'm Thunderstruck can blend into the race with Jamie Carr ahead of him. I mean there's just some of the variables that might happen. Um, It's a ripping race but I'm even more excited about seeing what this market does in the last 10, 15 minutes because I think that'll give us a really good guide on some horses' intent. I mean, I look at Mr. Brightside, sort of opened up around that $8.59. I think he's the one that probably is the hole in the market at the moment. He might get a little bit bigger. Winker's off, bad gate. They probably take their medicine and go back to last. Don't know if he can win from there. His best performances have always been when he's on speed, but... Again, they might roll for dice, but I think that's where the market will sort of trend with Brightside. It'll get a bit bigger. But as I said, boys, how many variables are there? So many. Um, And this one's just going to be fascinating. But I will say, hopefully the market gives us a guide on a few of these horses' intent, and then you can make up your mind from there. Yeah, I think the market will definitely tell us with Nugget what's going on. But we're talking listed now into wait for age group one company, Jules. How many horses make that leap? The good ones do, and that, and that's and that's the thing. So, I mean, as I look now, I mean, he's continuing to tighten up. I mean, he's just they the the bigger guys with their data, whatever it might be, just think that he might be the map horse, and a few of these might be a little bit soft in that last 300, 400 meters. And he's continually, you know, that nine dollars is not going to last. The eight fifty probably doesn't last either. So, um, they're seeing something that maybe the punters out there that don't really drill down into it are seeing as much. They're just saying, oh, we only won a listed race. He can't possibly win a group one. But, I mean, you know, Tuvalu sort of was sort of like that maybe six months ago, and now he's six bucks and and pretty firm in the market. That's just where our wait-for-age horses are. Um, it's, It's a ripping contest with many, many different variables, as I've said. I've just got a feeling that Gentleman Roy leads, Tuvalu blinkers on right on his back, and then Jack and O will get held up at a crucial stage. And as Mick Price pointed out yesterday, he needs to get some clear galloping room. He he needs to do what he did in the in the the Golden Rose and just wind up out wide. I don't think he might. I don't think he'll get that today. I, I hate to say it, Jules, but the big white blaze down the outside and the OTI colours, Thunderstruck might just blow them away in the 
the last furlong there on the hillside at Sandown, but can't wait for that race and can't wait for that program. So from a from a punting perspective, what are we doing? Are we only playing the one race in your eyes today, Jules? I'm yeah, I'm going to play She Dances, obviously as we spoke about. I think I think you can still have a bet on Charmstone. I know it's really short, but I still yeah. think that's, you know, probably a bet in race uh, four. I'm playing in the oar stakes and it could be mad, but I'm pinging my hopes on Damian Lane getting the luck. Um, and if he gets the luck, I think that just that run under the belt um, can serve him well. Yeah, I probably would have loved Gate 9 instead for Jack and O, but you, you don't get everything, especially being a beggar. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that, but the main bet for me goes, no doubt, is she dances each way. I just think the fitness edge right. Hey, Jules, enjoy your day. And, um, I will. Yep, uh, have a lot of fun in that tanning studio just to pump yourself up with that music, a bit of ACDC, and hopefully it's your day-to-day. I'll need it. You enjoy, boys, up there.